Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet, and it's free. Go there, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Catron, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Mike, what am I, I don't know, how, how do I feel about the Blazers? I don't know. I I, are they going to lose Damian Lillard? That's that's the, what everyone wants to know. And he said he wanted to see them make some changes this offseason, and they added Larry Nance and Ben. McElmore. That was the change. That's and, what they were looking. That's what he was looking for. Cody Zeller. Oh man, I just it's going to be weird if we ever see Damian Lillard playing for a different team. But I feel like that day might be coming. It would be strange. It would make me feel bad to see him in a different Jersey. Um, but he did recently, I mean, just, I think maybe even today uh, had an Instagram out there that said, you know, Portland's my town uh, back for another year. Uh, obviously these players, you know, these players know what they're doing on, um, on social media. They have social media teams probably means Damian Lillard is at least going to be there until the trade deadline. Um, but quite frankly, we've been waiting to do this team because we didn't know what would happen with the Damian Lillard situation. I think we have to approach it assuming Damian Lillard will be on the Portland Trail Blazers, but quite frankly, it doesn't matter. Well, shout out to him. He just got married too. So shout out to him. Shout out to uh, Dame Dollar. He also probably, I think he dropped an album earlier this Dude, year. It's been a big summer for Dame Dollar. What can we a lot say? Uh, shit going down for Ed, Dame. You know that, that, you and I are two of the biggest Damian Lillard fantasy fans out there. We've been screaming yeah. that he should be a top, you know, eight, seven, eight pick for how many years? And the, the market's finally caught up with us. We're finally giving Dame the respect he deserves. Um, so, yeah, I'm expecting a monster season from Dame, too. Yeah, always. I'm always expecting a monster season. Per game value last season, uh, if you, if you uh, really, you know, there were some injuries, obviously. There were, you know, Katie um etc etc oh, katie still had a pretty good year per game rank rankings value in eight categories let me get that eighth category uh, that ninth category out of here dame lillard fifth yeah and in totals he finished third yeah because he played a ton of games the the, the motherfucker awesome. is durable if i don't know like is he the fifth overall player again? Is he the sixth overall player again? Do you just draft him in the middle of that first round? Because everybody's going to be going for Jokic or Harden or Curry or Durant. After those guys go, ending up with Damian Lillard sounds like a pretty good deal. Uh, so in Yahoo, he is going, drum roll please, sixth overall. Ooh, all right. The, the, Jokic, the, the Curry, caught up. Luka, Giannis, Durant, and then Lillard. Interesting. So he's going over Harden. He's going over Embiid. Indy Tyler only draft. Who do you have? Luca or Dame? <sighs> that's a good, that, you know, that's just right, right in my heart. Um, yeah. It would maybe depend on what kind of league it is, I think. Uh, if it's a Roto league, I definitely have Dame. Uh, we haven't done the Mavericks, but I will maybe share a little sneak peek with you here. Um, if we know one thing about Jason Kidd, it's that he loves to cater to the star players. So I think Lucas is just going to be an absolute monster this year. Um, yep, absolutely. And if you don't care about free throw percentage, 
Dame Lillard is like legitimately one of the best free throw shooters in the league and gets to the line a lot. So, uh, you know, if you, you take away that free throw shooting and Damian Lillard just becomes a almost 30 point scorer with seven assists and four three pointers, which makes him still insanely elite. If there's anything to complain about, it's the fact that his steals are just mediocre. And here's the other thing. If you're in, if you're one of those people that's super risk averse and you just want someone who's going to be really freaking good and play a ton of games, like don't you have to take Lillard over Durant and Harden and Luca? Like all those guys have missed time in the last couple of years. Even Steph Curry, if you're super risk averse and you're just looking at this draft and you got you got the second overall pick. Jokic went, you got the second overall pick. And you're like, man, who's going to play me like at least 70 games and be amazing for 70 games? I'd argue Damian Lillard's probably the one you want. Yeah, it's Dame. So uh, middle of the first round, uh, I think it's an easy easy pick. If you're in a head-to-head league, there's still no reason why you shouldn't be able to pick uh, Damian Lillard. I could see you maybe just saying, you know what, I want Giannis. I want to build a team around him. Uh, I want to build a team around uh, Luka or even, you know, um, I don't know why you actually, I don't know why you would pick LeBron. That's absurd. Uh, Don't pick LeBron in the first round, guys. Don't stop doing that. I don't know why it's happening. It's still happening. Um, LeBron is currently a 12th average pick. So he's out of the first round. Well, no, he's still in the first round technically. All right. So uh, I could see you wanting to build the team around Giannis. Uh, Go ahead. Do that. Uh, But Dave Millard is a first round, uh, first round pick. You should be taking him. Let's look at the rest of the team. Say if you get him outside the top five too, that's, that's pretty good value. I feel like he's going to be a top five guy. Yeah. I think he's going to be a very good guy. Um, let's let's just go through the starting uh, starting lineup. Let's start a little bit. This big. is a team with actually a lot of yeah. guys that you want to draft, I think. Which is, well, we haven't yeah. seen a lot of those. No, we have not seen a lot of teams with a lot of guys to draft. CJ McCollum. Um, this, obviously. The unsexiest Matt- pick now. <laughs> he just literally is. He's the unsexiest person you could take. Which I think is in his favor, right? He's value has dropped over the years, but his production is not. And it just goes to show you what the difference in the league, you know, six years ago to now Dane Lillard's 20 or excuse me, CJ's 23 and almost four, three pointers and five assists and four rebounds and almost a steal. That used to be really damn good. And now it's kind of like you're one of the, like, you know, around 50. Yeah. And he literally is the 50th ranked player. I like, I swear yeah. he's, he finished 49th last year. He's going to do the exact same thing. It's going to be like, he's going 52nd in Yahoo leagues. Like yep. he's the unsexiest pick, but like, that's where he should go. He's going to return that value. Like he's good. He's going to play the games. He's CJ McCollum. Like he's, just he's a great league. building block for any team. Uh, there's no reason to, um, there's just like no reason to not draft him or in, in, in that 50 spot. I'm sure there's, sexier names down there or whatever but he's good across the board he doesn't really hurt you anywhere uh maybe you know if you want to complain about his steals uh whatever go right ahead i I don't think at 50 you can complain about his steals take him around the 50 spot and fill in your team if you need the threes and the points the points are 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 very nice at, at, at 50 um if dame leaves what happens to cj he probably leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably ends up on another team too. Yeah, I mean, you could potentially see CJ kind of 
if Dame would get hurt or or he gets traded, like you could see CJ McCollum probably up that to like 26, 27 points a game and just some monster numbers where the efficiency dips some. Like it wouldn't shock me. Um, I don't know. I don't like to do that what if game though, because like it's Dame Lillard. I feel like when the Dame Lillard trade happens, if it ever happens, it's gonna happen in the offseason. Because Dame's going to want to finish out that year with Portland. It's not going to – it's not – the last one's not going to end the way anyone wanted it to. And then he's going to be like, just trade me, man. Like, I, we can't win here. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why, like, only for that reason, usually around 50, I don't feel like taking CJ McCollum, probably just like everybody else, but there he is. This year, I kind of feel like taking CJ McCollum around 52, 53, simply because the off chance – the Dame does get moved. He does become a lot. Uh, the the usage goes up, and the responsibility goes up as a as a, a primary ball handler and a playmaker on the team. That will give you a nice bump. Is it worth reaching for though? Not at all. Right. And there's some guys going a little bit below him that I just prefer a little bit. Um, Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan being two of them. Um, so yeah. I don't think I'm going to own a lot of CJ McCollum in pretty much any league. I just, I just don't think I'm going to be there. Nope. Um, I actually might I actually might end up owning CJ McCollum in more than the average league this year. I don't know why. I just, it, it's a feeling. I think I play with a lot of guys who overthink it. So um, speaking of overthinking it, the ADP on Nurkic is 68.8 feels low. Tyler. Mm-hmm. I, does it though? I don't know, man. I Feels I, I love Nurkic, but I hate him at the same time. <laughs> well, I think that's every... why he's so low. We were just talking in the previous episode. Uh, John Morant may be getting hurt by underperforming, and John Morant's ADP is like in the the third, like the the lower thirties, which is pretty insane for a guy who finished so low. Nurkic, on the other hand, it seems like you know his value really dropped off the map. Um, obviously he was dealing with injuries last season, but I don't know. I don't know why we're, why people are avoiding him down. I don't know why he's going 68 overall. I feel like he's a, a, a guy to take around the fifties for sure. If not higher. So I'll make the, do you want me to make the case for or against? Uh, we'll do, do what make the case for the Nurkic you think you're going to see this year. All right. Fair. Um, 68, I don't hate that pick. And I actually probably will own him in quite a few leagues. Absolutely. Um, if he gets the he's my favorite sleeper hype, though, and starts going at like 40, I'm out. And there's one reason that I'm out. Eight and 37 games the last two seasons. There's also a secondary issue, which is Nurkic has been prone to a little bit of foul trouble. And Potentially, he curbed that by not blocking so many shots, which is fine. But then again, that hurts his fantasy value. So I like Nurkic. I love the fact that he can do a little bit of everything, right? He rebounds well. He gets good assists. He gets good steals. He gets good blocks. The only thing he doesn't do is shoot threes. Literally the only thing he doesn't do. So at 68, I'm in. At 40, I'm out. All right. This is a value thing for me. Oh. I'm going to play in the Tyler only draft. Who would you rather have Nurkic or Chris Tasprazingas? Oh, man. That's a tough one. That's a real tough one. That's a real tough one. Uh, Probably KP because I don't feel great about either one of them playing a ton of games. And 
KP is usually just a little bit better per game. So I feel like I'm going to go for KP there. Uh, give me Nurkic in that particular situation. Uh, Nurkic or Jonas Valanciunas? Man, that's a tough one too. Um, Valanciunas maybe just because I feel a little bit better about him playing a good deal of games. I, yeah, I think Valanciunas is a little underrated. Um, I don't know if they're actually, that's a real hard toss up for me. I think, um, I it would, I would say this, that, that little go there depends a lot on what your team looks like. I think absolutely if you need some upside. You might be going for Nurkic. If you got a pretty rock solid team, I can take, see take just, Jonas. right. I could just be like, ah, oh, man, I'm just going to take Jonas, get his good stats and just bounce on this. All right. Uh, I, th- I still think it's pretty close call Nurkic or. Clint Capella. I got Clint Capella over him. I just, I actually feel really good about Clint Capella this year. I think I'm going to own Clint Capella in, a, in a, some some leagues. Yeah, I like Clint Capella better. Uh, and last one, Nurkic or Johnny Collins. Whew. Uh, I'll probably go John Collins, but I might might go back around to Nurkic by the time the season gets here. Depends on it. Depends on what he looks like through the preseason and how hyped I get on him and. If we get some reports that people think he's going to be healthy long-term, which those last two injuries, like the last two years have just scared me off a little bit of like, yeah. what is his long-term kind of health prognosis? Um, yeah, I think if I'm in a road, I go Johnny Collins, but if not, I think I go uh, Nurkic and I actually still might go Nurkic just to point out all of the guys we just mentioned who Nurkic is, we feel are either a little bit better or right around. Uh, all those guys are ADPs in the 40s on Yahoo, while Nurkic is at 68. So just here's a fun, it out. Here's a fun, interesting one that I thought you were going to ask was Jaron Jackson Jr. Because ah. they both got a little bit of injury issue. They both got that kind of nice steel, steel block. Yeah, I feel better about Nurkic too. And that's why, again, I don't really think I'm going to own Jaron Jackson a ton this year because there's some guys just below Jaron Jackson that I'm like, I think I'd rather have Nurkic. Like, I think I'd rather have some of these other guys. Yeah. I'm uh, actually think I'm going to have a lot of Nurkic this year. I'm willing to take the risk. Um, uh, I think just the upside, the ceiling there is just too high to allow him to pass the 45, 50 spots. So I'm, uh, I'm in, I'm in on Nurkic. Uh, Let's look at the rest of this team, Tyler. Um, Are you ready to pour one out or are you ready to jump back on? The beautiful Bob Covington bandwagon. Well, that all depends on where Bob Covington is going too. I think ADP is currently 88.2. Oh, seems nice. Now see, I'm in there. If, if Cubs going back in the top 50 though, I'm, I'm probably out. So I don't think they're going to ask Covington to score a ton on this team. No, they're going to make Covington do the things that Covington is great at, which is play defense, the steals, the blocks, get him those rebounds. He's going to be across the board, old school Covington. That that guy's a really nice guy to have on your team. And the fact that he's going to 88 is, feels low. Any, any resurgence into old Bob Covington is definitely above – as a top 75 player. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he finished 80th last year with those numbers. So he's going below where he finished last year. 
So Yahoo is literally telling you he's going to perform worse than he did last year. I think there's a little bit of room to score around 10 points a game. I think we could see him uh, get a little bit more active with his steals and blocks. I'm a big fan of Covington. If he's going at 50, though, I cost people just because I think the scoring is going to be so low that. Um, yeah, that yeah. hurts. Right. But at 88, hurts. 88, I'm in. Especially if I've got a good base of points built up to where it's not going to completely break my back if he scores eight again. I am in on Covington. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Covington or Draymond Green? Oh, you always got to go right for my heart, don't you? Uh, Similar weird players. I'm going for Green just because he's going to get you the barrel ton of assists. And we both know assists are going to be hard to come by this season. Yep. Give me the assists, but give them both to me after the 60 mark, 65 mark. Now that might be dangerous, though. You have both of them on the same team. Oh, that sounds fun. We should that, look in. We should look into that. That might be the punt point special, Mike. That's the Mike, the Mike Cash and punt point special. Yeah, right we're there. gonna do a punt point special. We'll write it down. Uh, stay tuned for that punt point special. Norman Powell uh, also had a great season last year. Also um, uh, criminally overlooked, uh, as always. He is actually going ninety first overall in Yahoo. Uh, After finishing 69th last year, doesn't like, make it. Much I don't I don't get it, man. Another guy. Like they just hated on Portland. I don't know why they hated on Portland, but they hated on Portland. Uh, do you here's the question? And we see this with a lot of teams, right? When all their guys are a little bit undervalued, how do you feel about maybe potentially having four Portland players on your team? In a head-to-head like that's a little rough because then you know you get that schedule bias where you're like, oh, I gotta play all these guys, and I have a bunch of other guys too that I want to play, and it just doesn't just doesn't work out. I'm less of worried about the uh, the COVID syndrome of uh, of last season, where half the team would be out and it hurt you during during a week. Uh, I'm not too worried about that this season. Um, so you know what? I would in this particular case getting these guys, like especially if you get like Norman Powell after a hundred. Yeah, sign me up. I don't. I, I guess I don't care. I want the value. I'm right with you there. Like, I don't really look too much into who does this person play for or whatever. Like, I'm just wanting guys of good value. So, Powell's going late. I'm in. Even at 91, I'm in. I'm, I'll buy him at 91. I think he's a top 70 player again. And so, give me give me some Norman Powell shares for sure. Yeah, not sure why he wouldn't be able to run back exactly what he did last season playing on. Well, and here's, here's the other thing, too. McCollum misses some games. Lillard misses some games, like, doesn't he go to scoring over 20 a game? Like Covington's not going to score a bunch. And so there's no. some upside there even for him to be a little bit better, I think. Yeah. Let's say Dame leaves. That's a lot of scoring to, to be replaced. Um, the other guy on this team I think we should talk about is the acquisition of Larry Nance Jr. Uh, does that improve Larry Nance Jr.'s value over last season? And if so, would you even draft that? Well, that, that's, that might be two separate questions there. Um, they are. <laughs> so Larry Nance Jr. is just a kind of weird fantasy player in the sense that he's a big man who doesn't block shots, but he gets you potentially elite steals to very yeah. good steals at minimum. Um, he offers you some assists. He offers you some pretty good rebounds. And then 
the percentages are well the free throw is bad i mean let's put it that way that's bad and it's probably under 10 points so it's a weird player um it's a guy that i like to draft in some cases because of those weird stats especially in head-to-head leagues he finished 101st last year but he was playing 31.4 minutes a game so the question is how much does he play in portland I don't know that he gets 30 minutes a game in Portland, but they do need defense and he is a good defender. Yeah. So it's not going to be 20 minutes a game. It's probably going to be that 28 ish spectrum. He's valuable as top 100, I think valuable at 28 minutes a game, but only in like the weirdest on the margins. Right. But he's on every margin. So it's just kind of worth he's worth having on your team on your on the bench hanging out being streamed in getting you that steal and a half getting you that those six rebounds eight rebounds whatever he's getting you know even the two and a half you know uh three assists potentially is valuable when you just kind of are always getting those stats over and over again i don't know if i i don't know if he'll be drafted in a lot of leagues though I am trying to find him on the ADP and potentially you can because I, Oh, 139.2. He's been drafted in 72% of leagues, but he is basically a last round pick. Yeah. If you're in a deeper league, you should definitely be taking him before, before that you should probably be taking him in the oh, 100 110 range. Yeah. I feel like he's good, but I, I also feel like there's not a ton of upside for him to be like, I would say 75 or like above a top 75 player. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's just going to be like in that 75 to hundred, maybe 110 range at the absolute worst. Yeah. I would almost say there is no upside here for Larry Nance. Um, and I likely will just pick him up off the waiver. I like just everybody else. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Is there anybody else you want to talk about on Portland trailblazers? Uh, not at this moment. There's not. All right. Well, that's it for the blazers then. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at watch the boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P Watts. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If you want to join me on Twitch with potentially a special guest, if I can get him, Kyle McCown of basketball monster will be joining us on a podcast later, but he's going to be joining me for some mock drafts coming up twitch.tv slash watching the boxes uh, at the very least follow. So you can get notified when we go live. That's it for the Trailblazers. We will see you next time.